Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Genesis 12. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would have faith in you. Like Abraham had faith to leave his country for the country you told him to go to, we pray that we would have that kind of faith in you. We pray that when we face the tough times, we will still have faith in you, that you will save us. We thank you for what you have done to save us and what you are continuing to do to save us. Through Jesus, amen. Genesis 12 And Yahweh said to Abram, Go out from your land and from your relatives and from the house of your father to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and those who curse you I will curse, and all the families of the earth will be blessed in you. And Abram went out, as Yahweh had told him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was seventy-five years old when he went out from Haran, and Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his nephew, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and all the persons that they had acquired in Haran, and they went out to go to the land of Canaan. And they went to the land of Canaan. And Abram traveled through the land up to the place of Shechem, to the oak of Morah. Now the Canaanites were in the land at that time. And Yahweh appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. And he built an altar there to Yahweh, who had appeared to him. And he moved on from there to the hill country, east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent at Bethel on the west, and at Ai on the east. And he built an altar there to Yahweh. And he called on the name of Yahweh. And Abram kept moving on toward the Negev. And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell as an alien there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it happened that as he drew near to enter into Egypt, he said to Sarai his wife, Look now, I know that you are a woman beautiful of appearance, and it shall happen that, if the Egyptians see you, then they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but let you live. Please say that you are my sister, so that it will go well for me on your account. Then I will live on account of you. And it happened that as Abram came into Egypt, the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. And the officials of Pharaoh saw her, and they praised her beauty to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to the house of Pharaoh. And he dealt well with Abram on account of her, and he had sheep, cattle, male donkeys, male slaves, female slaves, female donkeys, and camels. Then Yahweh afflicted Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues on account of the matter of Sarai, the wife of Abram. Then Pharaoh called for Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say, She is my sister, so that I took her to myself as a wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him and his wife and all that was with him away. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. At the end of chapter 11, we got into a new section as Moses divided the book the section about Terah, although this section is really about Abram as we see. 
Now, God tells Abram to go to a land that God will show him, and God makes several promises to Abram. God says that he will make Abram into a great nation. Later on, we will learn that Abram doesn't have any children, so this sounds like an almost wild promise, especially when we find out that Abram is already 75 years old. God says that he will make Abram's name great, and he will be a blessing. The idea there is that when people wanted to bless someone, they would say, May God bless you like Abram. And God says that if people bless Abram, then those people will be blessed themselves. And if people curse Abram, then those people will be cursed. So God is going to watch over Abram to make sure that only good comes to him. And finally, God says that all the families of the earth will be blessed in Abram. And that is the greatest blessing of all the blessings to Abram. And that is the one we get to share in, since we are part of some family on the earth. So this blessing isn't limited to Abram's descendants. This is a wild blessing. And it comes to pass when Jesus is born. So the point of all these genealogies up to this point is to get us to Jesus. We still have a ways to go, of course. So God gave Abram the command to go out, and he goes out. He takes Lot with him, which isn't specifically stated in the text as wrong, Although God did say to leave his father's house, Abram does leave his father in Haran. So Abram takes his group and heads into the land of Canaan. I'm not sure how God gave him directions, but there were trade routes, so perhaps God told him to follow the trade route and God would tell him when to stop. Abram apparently had some money and slaves, so it would have been a good-sized party traveling. So Abram comes as far as Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, and builds an altar to God. And God appears to Abram and promises that God will give this land to Abram's descendants. God doesn't promise it to Abram in his days, so Abram has to live in tents and travel around. Apparently, Abram's main source of income was livestock, probably mostly sheep. So Abram slowly makes his way south in Canaan, and then there's the famine. Typically, this is because of a lack of rain. So Abram needs to find a place for his animals. So he decides to go to Egypt. But Abram is afraid that when he gets to Egypt, the Egyptians will like Sarai so much that they will kill Abram in order to be able to marry Sarai. So Abram has a plan. They will say that Sarai is his sister, and then no one will kill Abram. Of course, that brings up another problem. They will still take Sarai away from Abram to marry someone, which they do to marry Pharaoh. Now, this would seem to be a problem for God's promise to make Abram a great nation, if he doesn't have a wife anymore. Also, there's the issue that this is wrong to take Abram's wife and have her marry someone else. But God is in control, and he plagues Pharaoh until Pharaoh figures it out and gives Sarai back to Abram. And he rebukes Abram for lying. So Abram leaves Egypt. And now for a deeper dive. There is so much that we could talk about here, but I want to focus on this idea of going to Egypt. God doesn't command Abram to go to Egypt. He goes there because of a famine. A famine is a time of severe testing. We will see rounds of promises and testing that Abram goes through, and we can look at this round and say that Abram failed. Going to Egypt is generally the wrong solution. God has promised the land of Canaan to Abram's descendants, but God didn't specifically tell him not to go to Egypt. God didn't tell him to lie about his wife. But even though Abram does wrong, God gets him out of the situation and 
perhaps better for it. He gained a lot of wealth from it, although I'm not sure that that is really a blessing, as we will see later. But this idea of going to Egypt. Later on, the descendants of Abram will go to Egypt because of a famine, and they will get to leave when God plagues Egypt. So this event is sort of a foreshadowing of that. That time God does tell them it is right to go to Egypt. But most of the time, going to Egypt shows a lack of faith in God. Much later, in the time of the kings, God will tell them specifically not to go to Egypt to get horses. Egypt was a major military power, so aligning with them would seem to make sense, physically. But it was a lack of faith because God was taking care of his people. And after Babylon takes most of the people captive, the remainder of the people want to run to Egypt. And the prophet Jeremiah tells them that God does not want them to go to Egypt. And it will not turn out well for them if they do. They do it anyway, because they don't have faith in God. So I think this first mention of going to Egypt in the Bible is setting the stage for this theme, that going to Egypt shows a lack of faith. Certainly lying was a lack of faith in God. But God rescues Abram and continues to work with Abram. So how about us? We have tough famine-type times in our lives, and sometimes we find an Egypt option that God hasn't specifically told us not to take, but perhaps it shows a lack of faith. That we are taking matters into our own hands instead of trusting God. So will we have faith? that God will work it out? Or will we go to Egypt? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.